You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. This evening we have with us Mr. Sam Pressler, Executive Director of the Armed Services Arts Partnership, a.k.a. ASAP. Hi, Sam. Hey, Yazzie. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being with us. So tell us about yourself, um, who you are, where you're from, and uh, tell us about ASAP. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I am uh, just turned 26, so I guess I'm the very tail end of the millennial uh, generation. This is my first millennial-centric uh, program, so I'm very excited oh, for great. that. Oh, uh, great. <laughs> and uh, happy birthday. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Is your birthday in October? It was in August, so I'm, I'm just trying to hold on to nice. hold on to that. Um, <laughs> no, but I yeah, so I, I'm not actually from uh, the Arlington or D.C. area, uh, but I live in Arlington right now. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from New Jersey. I grew up uh, in North Jersey, uh, right outside uh, New York City, and then uh, mm-hmm. ended up down in Williamsburg for college. Um, and so kind of Williamsburg, we, Virginia. Yeah, I went to William and Mary. Cool. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, and then kind of ended up halfway back to New Jersey in DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I run a I run a nonprofit called the Armed Services Arts Partnership, uh, ASAP. Essentially, uh, what we do is help uh, veterans, service members, and military family members integrate into their communities through the arts. Uh, So we do classes, workshops, performances across an array of artistic disciplines. We do stand-up comedy, improv, storytelling, creative writing, the visual arts. And it's not uh, about like art therapy. What it really is is about finding a place to connect veterans uh, and their families with one another to develop new skills, to hone your voice, um, and, and really share your story. Uh, but also to provide a platform through our performances and our community events to invite members of the community in to like listen uh, and maybe walk away with more comprehensive understanding of the veteran or military experience. Uh, so that's kind of a little bit about what we do. Nice, nice. That was a lot right there. So we're going to pull that apart. <laughs> Let's pull it apart. So are you the founder? Yeah, yeah. You're so the founder I, of ASAP. Yes. So I started this as a student organization in college uh, when mm-hmm. I was at William Mary, and uh, it's just been one of those things where uh, when I started it, I, I didn't have any intention of it being beyond a student <laughs> organization, and it's just progressively grown and grown to meet demand. Um, and I've been fortunate to take it from you know that founding uh, part uh, as a student to now like running it full time as the mm-hmm. executive director. So why what? What was the motivation to or the idea or the aha moment mm. for you that that uh, created that spark in you to start ASAP? And and so I heard you say it was a part a part of a student. It was mm-hmm. you started as a student at William and Mary. Mm-hmm. So was it through a program that you were in while at William and Mary and you know what was kind of like going through your mind yeah. as you were going through that process yeah. and what inspired you to focus on veterans and then what you you all focus on uh all things arts and mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. right and finding a safe space so mm-hmm. tell us more about all of that yeah so you know i don't know if there was a single aha moment or maybe a series of aha moments uh that you know were drawn from you know, my my upbringing in my life as well as you know my experience in school but essentially I was 
able to do research on veterans issues when I was in college um, for one of my classes. And in doing that research, I became very connected to, uh, you know, some of the challenges in the veteran space. Um, So, you know, for one, I had um, you know, history of mental health challenges in my family. Um, mm-hmm. Had a family member uh, who committed suicide, so we mm. saw the impact that, that had on my family and my community. Um, and I really couldn't necessarily wrap my heads around my head around what was, you know, the challenges in the veteran military space. So that was part one. But I also, you know, I grew up. Uh, I was in third grade on 9-11. Uh, I grew up right outside New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in third grade too. Wow. Um, and so we. You know, I had a direct connection being in that area. Um, you know, one of my friend's parents was in the building, and when my school got evacuated, he was the first. He he survived, made it out, but he's one of the first people I saw. So I had this wow. immediate connection. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I didn't know anyone who served really after until I got to college. And so, you know, I I just kind of had this uh, naive, silly idea at the time uh, that the solution to this you know challenges around mental health and uh, and the civilian military gap where less than 1% of the population has served since 9-11 mm-hmm. was to uh, do stand- some stand-up comedy classes like everyone. Yeah, you know, do stand-up comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But that was because... So your idea was to was to host yeah stand-up comedy classes concept, for veterans yeah the concept That's was cool. hey we'll we'll try out a stand-up comedy class for veterans i had used humor as my means to kind of cope following some challenging times in my life and it's just mm-hmm. it was the way you know humor was the way i processed the world mm-hmm. um and on a more basic level i do think you know laughter is and joking is like it's our universal language right when yes. we laugh we lean into each other we connect with one another yes. Um, there's an author who said like laughter is the virus that infects your uh, body with humanity and like it allows us to connect and I didn't know that then uh, but I like that (laughs) quote now Um, and uh, so yeah we we launched the program just stand-up comedy class trying to figure it out Um, we ended up seeing significant demand uh, for the program wow uh, in our community in in Hampton Roads in the Norfolk Virginia Beach Williamsburg area Mm -hmm. and then uh, we were able to grow it out into a full student organization which had writing programming and and, and grew uh, beyond uh, those art forms Um, and that that essentially allowed us to get to a situation uh, where we can have kind of proof of concept to potentially grow it beyond just a student organization to be a nonprofit and then from a nonprofit to in just one location to potentially in multiple locations. Wow. So yeah, it, it grew over time. It was definitely wow, not, uh, <laughs> it was definitely not like, I didn't think uh, when I was 22 and just getting, you know, getting started with this, that, you know, four years later we would have grown from Hampton Roads to DC and go from a $10,000 student organization to a, mm. to a larger nonprofit organization. Wow. But here we are. Wow. So and you have so you have chapters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in multiple so cities. So right now we're uh, focused on areas with significant uh, veteran and military populations, strong arts communities but not necessarily overlap between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, cuz what we're really trying to focus on is provide access to the arts among the veteran and military community and then ensure that there's a pathway for continuation. So all of our programs are done uh, in partnership with arts organizations that are already in the community. So once you do the intro level class, you can do the ongoing classes and kind of literally integrate into your community through the arts. Um, So we were in Hampton Roads. 
Uh, and then we've expanded to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. um, which has a, a you know a very significant veteran military right. population and a very thriving arts community. Wow. Um, and it's been a great place to uh, be at. So that's I our can imagine. Right and we have so many comedy clubs and everything. But how do you find... How do you identify uh, or, or do they self-identify the veterans uh, who are part of your programming? Yeah, so it's, you know, there's two ways. You know, we do outbound promotion for our program. So we go through the Department of Veterans Affairs, uh, the DOD. Um, mm. We go through uh, veteran serving organizations, um, colleges, uh, and, and, you know, the state, you know, different state and local level governments to, to push the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, we also flyer the crap out of the local community mm-hmm. um, to, to catch people who might not get our outbound. But then people come to us, you know, they come to a show, they'll have a friend who participate in the program. And so we're, we're actually in a situation right now where we have uh, a lot more demand than we can accommodate uh, just just because of you know our current resources and size so we're really looking to bolster the strength of our programming in the current community so that we can ensure you know everyone who raises their hand is mm-hmm. interested doesn't have to wait to participate in our program um, and, and that's the big you know big thing that we're focusing on right now is providing even more access because we know that when you engage in the arts, uh, it, it provides that social support. It provides right. the p- opportunity to develop new skills, and it has the impact on you know improving well-being. And so we want to make sure that mm-hmm. anyone who is interested in it can get access to it. Mm-hmm. That's really amazing. So, tell us about um, this community that you're building of veterans, and tell us what that environment looks like and feels like at your the comedy shows, and how often do you? How often do you do the shows and, you know, mm-hmm. like kind of paint a picture for us? Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's a great question. So we're really driven by the frequency and consistency of what we do. So, you know, any given weekend and most of our classes and workshops are on the weekends because that's when people are available. We'll have, you know, four or five classes going on in each location. We'll have some workshops going on. Um, then, you know, throughout the week, uh, we'll likely have at least one performance. We tend to host three or four performances a month. Um, it's, I think the, you know, the word that I would provide, you know, to kind of, um, articulate what it feels, it's just, it's community support. You're there. No one's judging you. It's a positive outlet and it's a place where you can, you know, let your guard down, have fun, meet new people, um, share stories that maybe you've been holding on to for a very long time. Um, and in some regards, we view it as a, a, I don't want to use the word sacred, but a really important space where people come to share things that they maybe have never shared before. Uh, and we, we hold that uh, in a very, you know, in utmost importance to us to provide that quality experience. Um, and as a result of that, it you know we're very much driven by the people who are a part of our programs. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely not top down. Our, our programming, you know, are led by the veterans and service members, military families in their community. We have a mentorship program, so when you graduate from a class, you can come back and support mm-hmm. your peers as a mentor in the program. And we have an instructor training program, so the veterans who graduate from a class can eventually become the instructors and, and teach the That's class. That's awesome. Um, so we're very focused on trying to have a self-sustaining model in that way. That is so awesome. Have you seen any of your any of uh, the veteran participants uh, like be really really great? at the comedy scene and then go on and like take 
you know, for lack of a better term, like take their show on the road type. Has that ever happened? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's definitely extremely talented people. Um, You know, we always say that, you know, we're not about creating stars and it's not about what talent you come in with it's, it's really about the community and, and the space mm-hmm. to develop those skills but you know there have been people who have you know we like have, maybe they discovered that they yeah. were really good at it <laughs> yeah we had one guy we have one guy who graduated from one of our early comedy classes in dc he has a pretty powerful story you know he was shot twice uh, mm. in afghanistan mm. um came back and was having like real difficulty being home but humor was like the one way he processed his experience but he didn't have a place to like express that and, and cultivate that and he got into our comedy class and really you know within a few months uh was able to do a show with us at gotham comedy club in new york city that show got filmed went on the internet uh went viral it ended what? up getting a million views Woo! in like a, a month million views. And, and so now he's been able to uh you know perform in i think he's now performed in over 20 states mm, uh, so it did someone did yeah, just like yeah. wow and so we always say like don't you know that's not the goal <laughs> right but right it can happen but anything can happen right? and i think you know what's really uh you know what's really interesting when people get connected to our work is how unique and dis- you know distinctive the stories are i think you know in dc there's a lot of stories or comedy sets or storytelling about dating or travel and it's like mm-hmm. you have people talking about the time when they were you know on the battlefield um right. you know shot or coming into civilian life which you know maybe they hadn't had a significantly traumatic experience but the challenge of that readjustment um and those make for um i think the distinctiveness of those stories uh, allow some of these underrepresented voices to be um, elevated because people actually do want to hear uh, what is be- that you know, coming is so out. powerful. And so, with with your classes and your workshops, is there ever space for people, or particularly with the uh, the the comedy shows, is it open to the public, or is it more so? Is it like private kind of great? Event? Yeah, great question. So our classes uh, and workshops are free for veteran service members, military family members, and caregivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can volunteer to support the programs, but mm-hmm. you know it's specifically for those affiliated with the veteran military experience. Understood. Our performances are open to everyone. Um, so you know, again, we have a bunch of performances. Uh, at any given time, we do our comedy shows at the DC Improv. I was going to ask you where you yeah, do so we DC do, Improv, yeah, really? So okay. we do comedy at the DC Improv. We do some storytelling shows at Draft House Comedy Theater. That's so cool. Uh, we do a monthly veterans open mic at Dog Tag Bakery, which. Uh, Obama and Biden recently visited for their like reunion. Um, Are you yeah, so it's it's a cool spot. Um, we do improv at the Unified Scene Theater up in Bloomingdale. And so you have uh, a lot of partnerships with yeah. local comedy clubs. Yeah, different comedy That's clubs. Because so we do we do you know we do comedy, and I think uh, it's the most um, it's probably the most well attended. Just because people um, unfortunately or fortunately uh, would prefer to go to a comedy show than a poetry reading is what we've learned. Um, really? Okay. But, uh, but you know, we do, we have creative writing and um, we do readings at the Writers' Center up in Bethesda. Um, so yeah, we have, a, we have a range of places that we work with. And uh, when we are able to provide these, you know, well-known arts venues in DC uh, to our veterans, it really, it, it gives meaning to their experiences more than, you know, doing it in a, in a small room. It's like, hey, I'm on the same stage that, you know, name your major comedian has performed on, right? Mm-hmm. That that 
gives it a whole different level. Um, even if it's, uh, you know, even if it's just in our heads, it, it does, you know, it is really cool when you say like, oh, last week, David Tell was at the DC Improv and he's a really famous comic and tomorrow we're going to be performing on that stage. Right. Wow. Uh, how big is your staff now? Uh, so we're four full-time employees. So we're not not huge. We're still a small, uh, scrappy nonprofit. Okay. Yeah, uh, but we're four full-time, uh, and then we have great. over forty or fifty uh, instructors who are working for us at any wow. given time. Uh, and you know, our community uh, in terms of veterans, mm. service members that we serve is you know approaching a thousand people. So Ooh. it's yeah, it's been growing. Oh my um, gosh, that's amazing! Yeah. And how do you find your funding? Oh, that's a that's a really fun question. Uh, we have structured our funding. Uh, we're not we're a for profit, or we're not. I'm sorry, we're not a for profit. Mm-hmm. We're a non profit. <laughs> uh, that's very different. Uh, very different tax implications. Uh, we're a non profit, but we've we do have uh, earned revenue strategies. So we make about half of our. Uh, half of the money we bring in through performances so we'll do the fundraising performances we'll do major shows oh that's cool. um we do a big show every year in new york city at gotham comedy club called combat to comedy mm-hmm. we're doing a big show at the dc improv uh in december of uh 2018 uh called performance with purpose which will uh hopefully be generating significant revenue from but then we make your know, money from ticket sales from all the performances in mm-hmm. the community so uh, people are that is amazing. They are buying the tickets and coming yeah. and showing love and support. Yeah, and we get really we, we're very grateful. You know, people want to support. It's a very supportive audience, and uh, the turnout is 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 quite strong. Um, we even do. You know, we've started getting companies to approach us to come in and do corporate performances. So like how Second City or the Capital Steps would come in and do a corporate show at mm-hmm. you know Deloitte. You know, we kind of do the same thing. So we in November. Uh, of 2018 we're, we're doing a show at amazon and seattle and so oh we, my gosh yeah. that, that's amazing so we've been able to uh, uh take this um and you know be able to provide a platform for our veterans to perform and get paid for that performance and then we also are able to get contributions mm-hmm. uh to continue our work um the other ways we uh you know fundraise uh about 30% or so comes from grants and foundations. And then, mm-hmm. like, the final 20% is from support from members of our community and private support. That is phenomenal. You you are national, Sam. Yeah. Like, like, that's pretty cool just to think about um, having had this idea that you didn't really think would develop into a national <laughs> organization. And you probably didn't realize that the demand would be so high, right? Yeah. It's like you you found this this spot, uh, this niche that that is so important. And I know, I don't know, but so much about all of the various things that veterans experience when they're transitioning into civilian life. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, most of us are aware that a lot of uh, veterans and, and, and service members they do uh, in, end up suffering from PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, but so so here is Sam, who you're 26 years, you just turned 26 years old, and you have a national nonprofit organization serving veterans. Um, okay, so tell us, you know, who is Sam? You know, who mm-hmm. is Sam? How do you, what do you, what do you do for fun? How do you balance life? You know, as 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 a young man, as a, why are you laughing? I hope that <laughs> I hope you do try uh, to balance. Uh, yeah, I was saying like you're you're really zooming into my therapy sessions. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean I think you know just to be very transparent, I, I think that's been one of my 
greatest challenges in starting this. Mm-hmm. Um, I say, like, not only did I not know how to, um, you know, run a nonprofit when I started this because I was just out of school. I didn't really know how to work in a professional work environment. I didn't and I didn't know how to be an adult. Um, and mm. so this learning curve has been uh, fairly, You're not the only one. Yeah. We're learning this together. <laughs> So it's like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I got to do laundry frequently. Oh, like, right. you know, there's things like that. Oh, like, I haven't bought groceries in four months. Right. Um, Not four months. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't can right. live off of peanuts and right. beef jerky. Uh, <laughs> but, That's so true. Well, you can. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's, it's a thriving life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... But what I'll say, yeah, what I'll say is uh, for me, that's been the biggest challenge is how do you, you know, try to grow this organization that you are very passionate about while mm-hmm. creating the space um, in your own life. And I, I don't have it like my my life has been uh, <laughs> consumed in a lot of ways by it. And so that's something I'm like very much working on and creating and you know trying to create that space for myself now but i'm definitely not the person to be giving advice over arlington public radio (laughs) on work-life balance i'm sure there's someone sitting on uh, a patio at a brunch time in clarendon who can give better advice oh well no (laughs) you're funny no don't get me wrong i wasn't i wasn't necessarily you know i got you but but i totally know where you are and it's it's difficult for me. And one thing that was so frustrating for me with, you know, with scholarships and my nonprofit is like mm-hmm. trying to find my own identity separate from the organization. And how, it's how do you like, do that? Right. I mean, so, <laughs> and so, you, it's possible, but it's not easy. And, and <laughs> the demands on you are what that you are articulating. Right. You know. I'm Sam Pressler and I'm the founder of the Armed Service Arts Partnership. And when you're in your day to day life or when you're in your work life, you have that turned on 24-7. And then when you go into your personal life, that's all anyone wants to ask you about, right? Because you're not, you know, you're not doing consulting like everyone else in D.C. So they want to talk to you about it. And the last thing you want to talk about is, is that. Is, is what and, you do 24-7. And, and so, yeah, how do you how do you say, like, this is part of me, but this is not all of me? How mm-hmm. do you say... Uh, this is what I do, but this is not who I am. Yes, right. So that it's is like, so true. And and I don't know the answer to that. Um, uh, but it's you know I think it's something that um you know you I know you and I both have been able to do some fellowships with people of kind of like similar experience levels and generally similar ages. And I know there's to me it seems to be a friction where we want to uh, empower these young people with um you know resources to change the world but we're not really thinking about you know what type of support uh that these people need around them to ensure that you know they can do that without you know becoming martyrs for those causes yeah wow Um, that's deep yeah so i mean i think like that's a big question um and i think you know we need to ask ourselves like what role does youth play in uh these you know kind of trying to solve these intractable problems uh and and what role does experience play and like what are we doing when we overvalue youth like i think we are undervaluing it's not necessarily mutually exclusive but oftentimes i feel like 
people who are you know more experienced are not given the same opportunities, but they may be better positioned to do it because of that experience that they have. Um, and I know so, this is maybe ironic for so a deep. millennial show. <laughs> so, no, but you're on point. You're yeah. on point, and I and you are on point, Sam. You're on point. I think maybe one thing that can help us, or at least let me speak in I statements. One thing that has helped me. Mm-hmm is finding those things that I'm also, in addition to, like, Mm -hmm. finding the things that I'm passionate about that I love to do. Like, I just can't get enough of it. I would do it without, I'm doing it without pay. As a matter of fact, I'm paying to do it. (laughs) You know, like, I love radio. I love, I love interviewing amazing people like you. Very humble, funny, down to earth, Mm -hmm. hardworking people. Uh, I love, you know, traveling and, you know, it's just, certain things i love food oh gosh you know so but um so what what else are you is there anything that's that's coming up for you that you're excited about uh i mean i know you you all are going to be at amazon in seattle that's huge so when is that going to be uh, we're doing a show on November 9th. It's their Veterans oh, Day. Oh, that's for... coming up. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yes. And um, is there anything else? Yeah. So travel? we got a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, I have no idea when this will air, but I'll just go through it. So we have mm-hmm. uh, uh, a bunch of our graduation shows in D.C. Uh, are coming up um, on November uh, third, we have our Operation Improv grad show at the Unified Scene Theater. Mm-hmm. On November 6th, we have our Creative Writing graduation reading at Dog Tag Bakery. On November 11th, we have our Storytelling 101 grad show at Draft House Comedy Theater. Mm-hmm. And then on November 13th, we have our Comedy Boot Camp grad show at the DC Improv. Um, so if you want to check those out, ASAP, ASAP.org backslash performances. Mm-hmm. Um, and those tickets are available online. And then uh, to close out the year, we have uh, Performance with Purpose, which I alluded to earlier. It's our first ever showcase of the veteran artists and military-affiliated artists in our community. So what we did was created a nomination process so anyone in our community could nominate someone else who they wanted to see perform um, so long as they had graduated from a class in the last year. Mm-hmm. And then we op- we opened that voting up to people in our community. So our community selected the top two comedians, top two storytellers, and top two uh, writers that they wanted to um, here uh, mm-hmm. perform and so we're doing that December 5th okay. uh, at the DC Improv and we're really really excited about oh, that show. Oh my goodness Sam that's so awesome. Well listen thank you for coming and enlightening us <laughs> and inspiring us and being yourself, <laughs> your amazing sweet self um, tell us where we can find you on social media and tell us your website <laughs> one more time <laughs> Yeah so uh, you can find ASAP, the Arb Services Arts Partnership at ASAP, ASAP.org. It's two ASAPs because the ASAP.org was taken. Um, we're on social media as an organization, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Uh, and then me personally, uh, I am pretty much off social media, but you can find me on LinkedIn <laughs> at Sam Bressler. We're going to work on Sam, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We got to change. We got to change social media. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I live in Arlington, so if you look at the phone book, maybe you could... Uh, <laughs> find my address Sam and we can, so silly. You, Yazzie does where she where I live right I know what I do I know where to find you Sam thank you so much Sam all right thank you Yazzie this was really fun definitely we got to bring you back 
You are listening to WERA 96.7 FM, Arlington, Virginia. This is your girl Yazzie Speaks on another episode of Millennial Minds. Till next time, peace. Peace.